Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, welcome. One Bills Live is the show here on a Wednesday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. And before we get into everything that we've got on tap for you today, Steve, <clears throat> I, I have a problem, okay? All right, let's hear it. I go mind. to the store yesterday, okay? I'm a little low on deodorant, need some new razors Ooh. for my shaver. Yeah, razors. <clears throat> And I'm going in fully expecting the cost of razors to be ridiculous because they are. Yeah. I love how they have them under lock and key also. I guess they're a highly stolen object in most stores. So you got to crank them off of this corkscrew-like rack thing, you know, to have them come out like a vending machine almost. You got to do it in the aisle there. You got to hand crank the thing to get it off the thing to buy it so that you know okay fine you know i get it you're trying to prevent against theft that's totally fine i get my razors four of them 13.99 you know just shoot me through the heart that's number one like just like four little cartridges four, like you snap four razor cartridges handle. you just snap it 13.99 okay that's bad enough i was okay. expecting that to be bad because it's been for right for the longest time like forever since I could shave, razors have been ridiculously priced, okay? I go down to the next aisle. I got to get my, you know, deodorant. And I know, you know, deodorant's not cheap by any means. Sometimes I try to find the two-pack value pack. You know, they're strapped together with plastic wrap that, you know, you need a machete to cut through, first of all, just to <laughs> separate the two of them. Right. Um, I get there. There are no... You know, two packs available. So now I'm like, oh, man, now I'm going to pay more for just one. So I'm expecting, you know, all right, this is, you know, Chris, prepare yourself. This is not going to be good. It's going to be like four ninety nine, five yeah. something for one stick of deodorant. Right. It's like this, four or five bucks. So I get there. Six twenty nine. <laughs> Six twenty nine for a stick of deodorant. I mean, I know we're dealing, we're all dealing with inflation here. Supply chain and all that stuff. But just to keep my pits from stinking, <laughs> 629? 
one <laughs> stick as a of deodorant? As a co-worker, let me just encourage you to pay the money. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, for six twenty nine, six twenty nine, I better be good for, like, four days you with one a, application. You can get a... six twenty nine. Yeah. That's a lot. For a stick of deodorant, and they Steve, the I can like, buy... You know how much milk's yeah. gone up. They got oh, the yeah. We got the egg shortage going on. Mm-hmm. People are black market selling eggs now. They're smuggling them in from Mexico. I would think it's cheaper to buy chickens than well, eggs. Uh, you watch. There's going to be people raising live chickens. On, I watched it on the news this morning. I watched the the news this morning, the national news programs. You know, you got those on in the morning, and they were talking about the egg shortage and how people are literally smuggling eggs in over the border. I don't know if that's happening from Canada to here, but it is from Mexico to the Southwest. But here's the best part. They said, so they come up with tips. You know, you know how they always, the consumer tips. people, the consumer reporters, they yeah, have yeah, tips yeah. for, you know, here's right. your way around the egg shortage. You know, one of them was, they said, this may sound ridiculous, but people are buying their own chickens yeah, and, yeah. and putting them out in a coop in the backyard. They can get their own dang eggs. They're fresh. Well, yeah, you're right about that. You're um, right. That's true, though. I mean, it's cheaper to buy a chicken but I'm, but and Steve, feed it. I'm sitting there of course, in the deodorant aisle looking about, at this thing going. about eggs. I know what I'm saying. Look, I know we got inflation going on here, but 629, like, they're all the same. All, it's oh, not yeah, like, yeah. It's oh, not here's, like, a, here's yeah. a generic here's brand. Here's a 299 yeah. They're all the same. They're all in cahoots. Like, let's jack it up. Let's go. The deodorant, deodorant companies are all in cahoots. <laughs> We're jacking it up 25%. What, are people just going to walk around stinking? No, they're going to buy it because they need it. It's just I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I can get a gallon of milk for like two eighty nine now. Wow. You know? Yeah. Which is a high price for milk, but deodorant's almost three t- double the cost. One stick of deodorant. I could have a gallon of milk. Like I could, I could live longer than I could stay in. Smelling nice. It's right. crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm yeah. We have to go back to like the baking soda days. What are we doing here? <laughs> no I mean, baking. honest to Pete, man. Come on with that. Things are tough all over, man. What can you say? I left I left the store. Okay? I left the store with a can of shaving cream. That was three forty nine. Like right. a can of shaving cream. Three forty nine. Deodorant six twenty nine. I got my razor blades, thirteen ninety nine, and I think I got um, some detergent for laundry because we were low, and I got myself uh, a bag of nachos because you know I haven't I have You're, a problem. He's there. a nacho fiend, folks. And and, and then I got a twelve pack of those flavored seltzers. Right. Okay. That's all I got. It's like that's it. Ninety bucks, right? Forty nine, forty seven. <laughs> 50 bucks. Yeah. Just so I can stay neatly groomed and smell nice. It's insane. I can't. I don't know. I just I hit the wall yesterday. I was just like, I don't want to sound like grumpy old man here. And, you know, we're all trying to get by. This inflation's out of control. Like, this is just nuts. Absolutely nuts. I couldn't get past it. I guess I'm in the car. I had to look at the receipt twice. I said, is that really right? It can't be that much. Go down and itemize I can, it. I can carry everything in two hands. $49. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. 
tuck it all under one. And, that, and I got to tell you right now, you think the deodorant companies are in cahoots. Whoever's making the razors. Oh, dude. I mean, what are they laced with gold? What are, why are they? Why are yeah. they so much money? I like, don't know. Your deal, like even if you've got one of those five blade disposable jobs, what's the total weight of metal there? Three ounces? Like no, it's a gram. You're talking about gram for the blades? Yeah, it's not even a gram. Howard, what is what is the? Is it so hard to mechanically comes, wedge those little blades into I the guess. plastic well, holder? Yeah, but once you got a what's machine, the cost? Do, once you got a machine doing it, it's just somebody's they got blade there. factories just cranking these yeah. puppies out. Well, they got us though. They make you, they give you something for uh, cheap, and they get you addicted to it. They make it as good as it can be, and then they, then they gouge you. We're over a barrel. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's terrible. Those deodorant companies. I'm telling you, they're all that. Now, here's the funny thing. You know, I'm joking. Like these deodorant companies are all colluding yeah. together to jack up the price of deodorant sticks. They on the news report I saw about the the rise in the cost of eggs. They said that uh, Consumer Watchdog Group is accusing the largest, I don't even know what you would call, egg producers in the country of collusion and raising the prices. Because I think some of these companies say, well, hey, people already know inflation is bad. If we just boost it up a little bit more and line our pockets with better profits, nobody's going to notice because they're expecting prices to go up because of how bad inflation is. And I think some people, wouldn't shock me if some people are doing that, wouldn't shock me. I don't know anything, but that's what they said <laughs> on the where, news today. Is this where you say this is where you, human beings are awful? <laughs> Every once in a while, we get re, we get our faith in human beings yeah, right restored. up there with Eli Apple. You know, right? We right we get we get our faith restored in humanity, and then something else comes along and just like no, not so much. Yeah, like everybody's and then you have to pay thirteen bucks for four razor blades, and it's like no, not so much. Yeah, it was short-lived. <laughs> short-lived. I felt good about humanity, you know, in, in the wake of the DeMar Hamlin cardiac event. It, that's not what you should have to happen to get people to actually right. be kind and, you know, all of that stuff. It shouldn't take an event like that. It's like Thurman's wife said the other, uh, the other week, I heard her say, you know, uh, she, was, she was on a news station and Patty was saying, well, yeah, the whole, the whole mantra – after the horrible Jefferson Avenue shooting was choose love, she goes, I'd like to get to a point where we're not choosing love. Everybody just loves. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Totally. I'd also love the deodorant companies to lower the price of sticks of deodorant. That would be nice, too. Yeah, there you but, go. you know, far be it for me to know how big-time business works. Yeah. In any event, enough about that. I just we I are, had to get that off my chest. Are, I could not believe it. We are but pawns in the game of life, Brownie. Well, I, I mean, I, I was self-aware enough to know that, but my God, it's just, it's out of control. It's out of control. I can't, I can't yeah. deal. Uh, so with that, I will move on. Uh, but I had to get that off my chest. We know that yesterday, Bill's GM, Brandon Bean, uh, addressed the media with his season wrap-up press conference. In today's show, we are going to be passing along some of his, his more notable comments on a on a question and answer session that lasted almost an hour. I'll tell you one thing. The media can never can never question the amount of time that Brandon Bean gives them because <laughs> yeah, I can't was... remember a GM season wrap up press conference that went over fifty minutes. I mean he really answered every question they posed to him. 
Um, I remember too. We were sitting, we were in there and Brandon was great. He's really patient and all that, but we're sitting there. We've been in there like 40 minutes. And you know, these things take 10 minutes, 15 minutes. End of now, season. End of season. Okay. Sometimes a half an half hour. Half an hour. We're in there 40 minutes and he answers a question and six guys jump in with the next question. They all talk over you. And, and it's like, we're, I mean, they were gaining speed 40 minutes into that thing. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I was like, golly, dudes. I don't even want to know that much. <laughs> well, right. But there, there were a lot of questions to be answered. Some of the more notable ones we will address with you in hour number two of the show. That's when we'll be playing some of his more notable comments. And there were some interesting ones. And it's also part of what we're asking you today. If you saw it and you digested most of it, we're asking you today, what do you expect this offseason based on GM Brandon Bean's comments on Tuesday? So you can let us know at 803-0550, 1-888-550-2550, the number to get on board, or you can hit us up on the tweet sheet at One Bills Live. Steve, we have to go around the NFL, which is presented by Collider Health, the official health care system of the Buffalo Bills. And there is news on the coaching front and it does impact the Bills. Okay, so we begin with the report from NFL Network's Mike Garofolo, who is reporting that the Chargers have requested permission to interview Bills quarterbacks coach Joe Brady for their offensive coordinator position. Brady apparently has multiple requests from multiple teams. We've heard the Jets are interested, although I don't know if the Bills granted a division rival permission. We'll have to see. Um and we have to find out if Joe Brady's willing to move again. You would think he would for a promotion um, to get back in a coordinator's seat, which is the role he previously held with the Carolina Panthers. Right. Meanwhile, ESPN's Adam Schefter is reporting that Giants backup quarterback Davis Webb, formerly a third-string quarterback here in Buffalo, who was offered Buffalo's quarterback coaching job last offseason, has expressed interest in beginning his transition from a player to a coach. And after getting his first NFL start this past season, uh, Webb will consider making the jump to coaching for the right opportunity. So I think, Steve, and this is just me on a hunch, that if, if Joe Brady does in fact take an offensive coordinator position elsewhere, I could see Davis Webb being one yeah. of the top choices or top interview ease that the bills would like to interview. Uh, if Joe Brady takes an offensive coordinator post somewhere, couldn't you see that happening? It makes some sense because they switch from the giants offense, which is the offense that the giants got from Buffalo and wouldn't have to switch. Right. So it would be smoother transition. It would be a seamless transition, not only for Webb but for the offensive staff here in Buffalo, if that was to take place. Right. So, We'll just have to wait and see what transpires there. And obviously the first shoe would have to drop before the second shoe can even be considered. But that's kind of something to keep an eye on there. So Brady, of interest to the Chargers for their offensive coordinator position, Jets have apparently also expressed some interest. I don't know if a formal request has been made by the Jets. I haven't seen that anywhere. Right. Um, and now Davis Webb is considering a coaching career uh, after spending years in the league as a backup quarterback. The Panthers are conducting second interviews for their vacant head coaching job. Finalists appear to be interim head coach Steve Wilkes, 
Frank Reich, former Colts head coach, and Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. So they're conducting a second round of interviews down there. Frank Reich is one that's going to get one. I believe Steve Wilkes already had his, and Kellen Moore was there yesterday. Um, So we'll have to see what comes of that. The word on the street down in Carolina is that Panthers owner Dave Tepper is interested in getting a veteran head coach in that chair after a younger first-time head coach in Matt Rule did not work out in Carolina. So we'll see what they ultimately decide upon there. That means Reich and Steve Wilkes would have a head leg up in the three that we mentioned because uh, Kellen uh, Moore has not done that. Those other two guys have been. Steve Wilkes was an interim head coach for a minute, and, of course, Frank was the head coach of the Colts. So, yeah, that seems to disqualify one of their top candidates out of the gate. The Colts, meanwhile, interviewed interim head coach Jeff Saturday a second time for their vacant head coaching position. They plan to conduct a second round of interviews with, are you ready for this, Steve? A reported seven candidates. So I think they interviewed 12 in the first round. They're now going to take seven of those 12 and interview them a second time. Broncos defensive coordinator Edgero Evero is one of those candidates. He's supposed to be there for his second interview today or tomorrow. So it doesn't sound like the Colts are going to be landing on a winner for that job for some time if they're going to plow their way through a second round of interviews with seven candidates. My gosh. I mean, I, I, I respect anybody for being thorough, but that's almost exhaustive. Yeah. Because you know how long those interviews take. You're talking three, four hours. Uh, and I, I read today, and I, I, sorry, I can't remember who is making this conjecture, but they, his, con, the reporter's conjecture was that this is all window dressing. That, that, Jim Ursay is going to hire Jeff Saturday again. Well, apparently, yes, he is the guy that Ursay wants, but some people, some higher ups in the building, apparently, are convincing him to consider other candidates. And he is at least entertaining that. And if there's going to be a second round of interviews with seven people, at least you have to assume he's listening to those other people that are saying, hey, let's give some thought to, you know, candidate B, candidate D, candidate F and candidate G. So. Well, that I don't think that's ending anytime soon, unless Ursay just tells everybody to shut up and says, I'm hiring Jeff Saturday. That's the only reason it comes to a rapid conclusion. Because seven interviews. I mean, we're talking like another week here. I know. I've never been a coach. um, So I've never been put in this position. I've heard about it. And we've talked about it here where, you know, I think there are some guys who disqualify themselves from certain jobs saying, hey, it's not for me. Yeah. I think there's got to be a lot of that going around with this Indianapolis job. Um. I, 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 yeah, I think they're they're casting a wide net, knowing that some of these guys are going to pull out, pull out, yeah, and disqualify themselves. All right, I don't know, maybe, but from the outside looking in, I don't know if I want that job. Well, right, the owner has, you know, meddled. You have no quarterback. You got no quarterback, and you've got an owner that meddles and makes decisions, football decisions based on what he sees from the stands. Right. And that is not 
any place most of the quality coaches want to be. I, I, so I, I think it's interesting. It's going to be really interesting. There's only five openings this year. Usually there's like eight. Yeah. Maybe 25% of the league is, is up. And nobody seems in a hurry to hire somebody, I, which I is kind of curious. I think it has been proven over the, the last handful of years at least that if you get the right guy, the extra month and a half doesn't mean that much. Um, because most of them come from organizations within the league who have already done all the work that you would have been doing in your place. So they can yeah. bring it with them. At least this, this, this is what we – like, for instance, Brian Dable comes over to the Giants and says, well, this is what we thought over in Buffalo, particularly with Joe Shane, this, and they're doing the same thing. This is what we think these guys are right in the draft yeah. or the free agency or whatever. That's easy to catch up on, I think, when you got – you know, pro personnel, guys you've been playing and coaching against for all your whole career, it doesn't really matter what the logo on the side of your helmet is. Your opinion's the same, you know, and your evaluation's going to be the same. So that's not time that's really, you know, un, unsurma, insurmountable to replace. you got all that information already. Everybody does. So it's not like you're losing time to the rest of the league hmm. by not being named the head coach for that organization. I just think a lot of people were under the assumption that Sean Payton was going to slide right into a job immediately. But it seems like knowing his contractual rights are still tied to the Saints and that it's probably going to take a first-round pick in compensation to hire him. There's some, there's he, some obstacles there. Some teams there. are balking at that. There's some obstacles. And the speculation is now that the longer that goes, the more likely that Sean Payton's going to sit out another year and you know keep doing analysis on Fox. And after this year, the contractual rights to the Saints runs out. Sure. And in 2024, you could get him as a head coach for nothing. There's no th compensation. There's three obstacles say. to Sean Payton to me. One is the compensation you got to give up to hire him, yeah. the dra draft pick. Probably a first-rounder. Two is the money. It's a big number for any head coach. And he's asking for, what is he, 15 to 20? 15 a year, I think. That's like three or four times what most guys are going to get, at least a first-time guy anyway. Right. And the third one is it has been reported that he doesn't want to have to go to the general manager's office with his hat in his hand Asking for something. He wants control. He wants to say, listen, if, you want to, if you're going to be paying me this much money and you want me to come to your town and transform your franchise, you're giving me the final voice in a lot of things that other head coaches don't get. And some owners are smart enough to say, uh, I don't know. I don't know. So those are the three obstacles. It's the money. It's the draft pick that you've got to give up to sign him. And, and the, power. the power that he wants to have as a head coach that perhaps he never had in New Orleans. Um. So it's not just a, like, you think a guy like Jerry Jones is going to give him that? No. So there you have it. And, you know, guys like, and then other franchises, maybe it's the money. Maybe it's the draft pick. But there's, those are the three things that are keeping him from, like, being just rubber stamped yeah. to a job. Speaking of the Saints, co-defensive coordinator Chris Richard in New Orleans is reportedly interviewing for the Dolphins' vacant defensive coordinator post. Josh Boyer fired last week. Seahawks associate head coach Sean Desai and former Broncos head coach Vic Fangio are also scheduled to interview for that job in Miami. Richard used to coach in Seattle. He was an assistant during the Legion of Boom days. 
then I think he rose to the position of defensive coordinator there um, after Dan Quinn left and since then has moved on to other spots, most recently the Saints. Um, I don't know. I, if you're the Bills, I don't think you want Vic Fangio in your division as a defensive well, coordinator, right. Yeah. right? Well, of course not. Yeah, that you don't get to pick that, though. Well, you don't, but... Yeah, that's a you're pulling for one of those other guys, <laughs> I think, and I'll to tell get you this, the job. I'll tell you this: you're Vic Fangio. There's only one thing you're worried about when you go to take the Miami job, and that's Josh Allen. Yeah, you're, I mean, I've seen depending on whether or seen, not the Jets get a quarterback this offseason. In 2020, he saw what Josh Allen did to his Denver Bronco defense when he was the head coach for him. Yeah, what'd that finish? 45-17 or something? He absolutely chewed him up and spit him down the drain. Um, and I, I, he's one of the defensive guys. You know, Robert Sala did it when he was a San Francisco defensive coordinator in 2020. And Fangio was the same way. You saw Fangio had – he was like – he was just like sagging on the sideline with his play sheet. Yep. It was like, you know, and it, it wasn't raining, but it looked like it was raining on him, right? So he's just standing there. Charlie just, Brown called. Oh, my gosh. So it was just so hopeless. He was like – he's like, what do you do? He had, you call the perfect defense, and it turns into a 19-yard touchdown run. What – so he knows what it is to face the guest guy and this team. So, but then a two, you got Mac Jones and whoever the, and you don't even know what the jets are going to do yet. Right. Yeah. It'll be interesting. So the coaching carousel continues to spin almost more so at the coordinator, almost as much at the coordinator position at the, as the head coaching position. Cause there are some coordinator jobs that are available out there and, some guys are going to be making the rounds here over the next week or so. Uh, there was an interesting post that I caught on social media, Steve, from a Colts fan who had a word of advice for Bills fans. Now, jaded Bills fans that are still upset about last Sunday's loss may not be ready to take this advice, but I'm going to read it anyway because I, I think it – I think it creates a very good perspective for Bills fans going forward. So this is a Colts fan. His name is Paul Porter. And this is what he writes to Bills fans. Brighter days are coming. I know that feels empty right now, but I've been in your place. I've been a Colts fan all my life and endured the early Manning years, the almost there years, the if not now, then when years, our day eventually came, and in that moment, the wait was worth it. Your moment, however, came this year in a different form. You showed the world your soul, and we followed in lockstep, without hesitation. You made us believe in something bigger, and as someone who has put his faith in a team that doesn't seem interested in winning, you gave me a reason to keep loving football. I'm an adopted Bills fan and hope you'll have me back as a member of the Mafia despite my dual citizenship as a Colts fan. That's who you are the real champions. You just left the season with a different trophy. That trophy was in a suite watching the game last Sunday and flashing a heart sign. I hope you're as proud of this team as the rest of the world is. How about that? That's nice. What a nice job by Paul Porter, Colts fan. I wonder what he pays for razor blades. <laughs> well, let's see. Looking Obviously. at his avatar, he's a bald guy, so he probably uses razors more than I do. So my bet would... My bet would be his his maybe, costs are higher than mine. Maybe his world is a he's in a different spot in life. That's for I, sure. I was really taken with 
the early Manning years comment, though, because let's not forget the Colts went 13 and three a few times. It was eight years into his career, was it not? Eight? Oh, that he won a Super Bowl? Yeah. Yes. Eight. 98 draft, first pick, one in 06 season, 07 Super Bowl, I want to say, if I have my years right. Eight seasons it took him to get there. And he was good in season two. Yeah. So it took him a while. But I thought that was a good perspective. And the fact that it was coming from a fan of another team, I think, gives it even more credence. Yeah, you hear, we heard that. And, and we also obviously felt it here, uh, you know, after the Monday night uh DeMar Hamlin injury, we all felt it and saw it, and it's you know, it's nice that some, somebody from another, another – it's always gratifying when a person from another fan base acknowledges it and verbalizes it and articulates it. Uh, it does give you some – it does help heal, I think. Um, I think for a minute, maybe the Bills fans, more so than any other fan base, for those – two or three days after that Monday night in Cincinnati. We really didn't care. Right. We really didn't care if they won the game or not. Uh, there was something way more important, and we willingly let ourselves think like that. And the rest of the world went along with us. So, um, I, having said that, it's nice to have somebody acknowledge that and say they got something out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome, and and this season will be remembered for that incident, uh, even as much as it hurts to, you know, lay an egg in the final game of the season at home uh, in a snowstorm and all of that against a really good football team. That's not what we'll remember. I don't think. I think we will remember what happened mm-hmm. uh, in Cincinnati, and and you know what we're. That's I think. That's the way it should be, actually. And now, I mean, it's easy enough to say that now. Uh, but, the, you know, a Super Bowl victory, okay, yeah, that, that would have been better. Uh, but now I'm okay with it. Um, and I'll get more okay with it as the days and months pass. Yeah. We have to take a break here because when we come back, our colleague, Bills reporter Matty Glab, will be joining us. It is a playoff Matty Awards to wrap up the season. So this this should be a good one because there's a lot more to choose from than just yes. one single season game. Enders, that's awesome. It's like okay. a season-ending right. version of the Maddie Awards. So Maddie Glab joins us next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.